Hey guys, welcome back. Hello. I don't know what that face was I just pulled. But, <laughs> but yes, welcome back to another episode of Crime Cocktails and BS. Can you believe it is December? No. I am like, shook no. it. The last two years have just zipped on by. What do you mean two years? Just the last two years. It's like that. I don't know. After I, COVID, I was just going to say like the past, I don't know, month has flown by. But yeah, two years. Let's go with that. I feel like, yes, I feel like two years of life. The last two years has just been speeding up. And like all of a sudden, <laughs> like it's the new year. And then all of a sudden it's December. That's what? true. Yes. And we're recording on our on the Lord's Day, oh, Lord's which is Day. Britney Spears's birthday, December 2nd. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. <gasps> How do Britney? you not know? I don't know. I'm out of the loop, I guess. I'm not Britney enough Spears. of a Britney fan. We love her. We love her. I have threatened to end this podcast before. I love Britney. I just didn't know her birthday. So I'm not December on the 2nd. level of you. She is a Sagittarius <laughs> just like me. Oh, yes. that's amazing. Love her. Love, Wait, love, love. your birthday is coming up too. Yes, the daunting day is coming. What is it? When I'm trying to look at my calendar. I'm so bad at dates. What's, when's your birthday? The 11th. The 11th? That's so soon? You are June 26th. Oh my God, you're such a good friend. Well, it's because my dad's is the 24th. <laughs> Actually, my dad, my mom, and my sister are all in June. So... There are That's lots of June babies. So many June babies. Which yes. means we are conceived. Don't play that game. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh-uh. Nope. No. Nope. nope. My Don't parents d- never touched. Nope. Never. Nope. Never. Yuck. Nope. Maybe other parents yeah. did. Mine did not. They never were in the same room. They have been happily divorced. That is the game we play. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've been watching the Golden Bachelor. I've never been a Bachelor fan, but I've been watching this one because it's like yeah. old people, and it's really funny. And they are kinky old people, like really. <laughs> yeah, and I'm kind of cringing because I'm like, oh, it's over now though. He's like engaged to mm-hmm. one of them, mm-hmm. right? I saw yeah. the picture, and they're like, I'm we're going to televise our. Choice. Oh, this whole time we've been watching, I've just been telling Dane he's a serial killer. <laughs> have you googled him yet have you done any research i have there's a lot of drama coming out about him um we and his dating drama. history and like how he dumped women because they gained weight and like i saw that so i yeah. saw that he said that he didn't date after mm-hmm, but he's been did his wife die or he yeah, got divorced cancer. or something and he said he didn't date for the 10 years but it turned out he actually did but he dumped a the woman because yeah. she gained 10 pounds or something yeah, who knows what's naughty, true. Naughty. He seems really nice, but I don't know. The Bachelor's so like fabricated and fake. It's the Bachelor. Maybe. Yeah, it creeps me out. <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. <gasps> I can't but believe you got back into it. It's just, just this season, and then, um, Bachelor in Paradise is pretty entertaining. If you ever, my sister come loves it. that show. It's pretty funny. There are a lot of San Diego people on it, so I had to watch. Do you know any of them? <laughs> well, one of them actually came to the Better Buzz opening. Um, the oh, right. Dane saw him. <laughs> yes, you guys sent pictures. Yeah. 
So that's cool. Yes. For all of you guys who don't know, Dane is our mixologist, but in real life, his other job. His title is very random, but he basically makes the menu for Better Buzz coffee. And yes. Does a bunch of the other stuff. You can buy the coffee and the pods on Amazon. Yes. It's such good coffee. And you can get them at Target, I think, now. Yes. For those on the East Coast who don't get Better Buzz, try it. It's really good. They're working their way. They're mm-hmm. going to Arizona and Nevada next. So yeah. they're, go- they're crawling closer to the us. <laughs> Making their way. Try it. <laughs> oh, man. So <sighs> we asked ChatGBT today for an, a random icebreaker. So I legit wrote... Hi, can you give us a random but funny icebreaker question? Thank you. And it wrote, of course, here's a quirky one. If animals could talk, which one do you think would be the most sarcastic? A cat. I was going to say, apparently Bori has a, Bori has an answer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I actually was going to say maybe Ricky, your Rick- dog. Would Ricky have, would be pretty sarcastic. He, I don't know. He's pretty like baby, just innocent until he freaks he out. Though? Until he freaks out. But he was just literally trying Penny, to be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. you're so. right. I could see Penny being sarcastic. Oh, I love Penny. <laughs> I think we need like- to do a post on our Instagram of all of our pets. Yeah. Because we talk about them so much and they're not necessarily shown. We should. We're going to. Just Let's to be like a little introduction to the to the pod peeps. Yes. Yes. They're because they're so nice. Especially nutty. Bori. He's a star. Uh, I know, especially maybe, because I even don't know what maybe looks <laughs> like. He hides every day. Also, my favorite fact about maybe, and maybe I made this up, but maybe was named after maybe from Arrested Development, correct? Yes. <gasps> favorite fact ever. <laughs> I'm so glad you're your fan. Not many people know Arrested I love Development. That. I love Arrested Development because Arrested Development is my family. I swear oh, to God. So good. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. My family is a mix of Arrested Development and Succession. I need to meet your family. No, you don't. Those are my favorite shows. <laughs> Both of those. Just, just um, keep that fun idea in mind. You don't need speaking, to meet them. Wait, okay. speaking of maybe, she Dane had her before we started dating and he found her in the snow with her brother like her brother ran up to them when they walked by and then brought them to her and she was like freezing in a little ball as a kitten oh my god on Chris- christmas eve i think and then they saved her and her brother <laughs> isn't that cute that's the sweetest little thing wait so what happened to her brother um so this is disgusting but maybe oh. and her brother made a kitten <laughs> they named little oh. wayne and he was a special ed kitten and well that happens <laughs> and uh he's somewhere in the world right now i don't know he got adopted by someone but yeah okay well <laughs> yeah thank you for, thank you for sharing <laughs> thought you needed to know i yeah, just think well, it's a cute story it's very i don't know if cute is the word thing. i would use but i'm happy maybe is safe <laughs> um and she made it out of that snowbank and, yeah, the baby um, story is not cute, but no, but you know the the naming of maybe is very cute. Now I understand why she's a maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, and, the brother. Yes, <laughs> it's so fitting. So I didn't fitting. Even think of 
that. Yeah. And um, what a great segue with the date mm-hmm. to explain what today's episode is about. Because we are mm-hmm. talking about the Lawson family murders, which actually took place on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. as well as another snowy and icy show. We love to talk about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and all the updates that have been happening on the show, as well as what's been happening in real time. Because insane, honestly, for lack of a better term, it has been batshit crazy, guys. It like, has been a roller coaster. What is and going I have on? Changed my perspective on so many of them like yeah it's I been can't wait to talk so about nuts it. cannot wait but first we got to step into our favorite part of the episode which is kaisa's cocktail corner did i say it right cocktail corner yeah welcome to kaisa's cocktail corner <laughs> so this one is inspired by salt lake city um and it is pink prism punch from Ooh. the prism party that we'll talk about. I love it. Um, the number of times she said prism, I can't. Did um, you count? Handle it. No, I really want to make an I Instagram think we need post to get a... showing yes. every single time because it's crazy. Do you have all like your Instagram episodes. post ideas? Yeah. Kaisa's yeah. like our queen of Instagram, by the way, guys. She <laughs> comes up with all the cool posts. You are too. We both no, no, no. But it. like you are, you, you kill it. Thanks. It, it's fun for me. Um, okay. Let me explain this. This is Virgin because I've been on the Virgin and it's like 1045. Yeah, I was going to say it's like, yeah, guys, <laughs> don't forget all of our cocktails. Give me mocktails. Mm-hmm, this is a mocktail for sure. Yeah. But um, if you want to make it with alcohol, it is. To, uh, it is white rum, guava lemonade, lemon lime soda, and a fruit garnish. Also fitting with their Bermuda trip and Monica giving them all Bermudan, is it Bermuda, Bermudian? Ber- Bermuda rum. You know what? My oh, roommate yeah, yeah, yeah. in high school was from Bermuda. I shouldn't know how to say it, but that's Bermudian. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> oh, good. Well, yes. Anyway, take a sip. It looks beautiful. Mm. it's very summery which I need because I'm freezing today <laughs> in San Diego I know I want you to think about I know. that I know I'm a baby now Just take a moment yeah you're from Wisconsin move to San Diego and you're freezing in 70 degree weather Just... fully acclimated to the baby weather sensitivity here I love my friends so much yet the ones <laughs> in Southern California when they complain about the quote unquote cold, I know. <laughs> I tell them I love them, but I hate them at the same time because I am in the actual cold. Yeah, you are. <laughs> or what I like to call my version of the frozen tundra. Mm-hmm. You are. Yes. I, I can't really complain today because it's like 52. Yeah, that's, which is that's ungodly warm for December, but people are wearing shorts probably. That's what they did in Wisconsin in the winter. Like once it hit 50, yeah. they were like, I mean, I'm looking, so my view is I can actually see people like walking over a bridge. Your view is beautiful. Thank you. I'm very, I'm very lucky. Um, And everyone has coats on. Some people have vests. No Mm. shorts. No shorts? No shorts. Not yet anyway. (laughs) Maybe some runners later, but anyway. Anyway. shall Shall we get into our crime? Our Christmas crime, yes. Our Christmas crime. Our first of many 
festive crimes we'll be coming yes. up with for the month of December because we decided what a better way to get into the holiday spirit <laughs> than murder than to talk about violent murders violent murder <laughs> trigger warning trigger warning we keep forgetting to do these yes um, trigger warning trigger this warning. definitely has um murder um violence violence uh, possibly some incest incest yeah <laughs> um, things that might trigger you uh bumps in the night proceed. yeah bumps in the night. I, don't, I don't know i'm proceed coming up with terms at out. your own choice and yes. if it's not going to be good for your mental health just fast forward to yeah. our yeah so yeah again we'll put the time stamp in the description of the episode because mm-hmm. i heard from a listener aka my mom who said that in the <laughs> candy killer episode it was really helpful to have the timestamp because she is not the most into crime but she loves reality tv so she skipped right on ahead into the reality part and she was very happy with it so let's do that yeah she was like that that was so helpful thank you girls and i was like you're welcome (laughs) annette no problem i'm sure there are a lot of people who are not everyone likes both exactly so So, yeah just because we do doesn't mean you have to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but i mean you can always give it a shot yeah give it a try you might like it (laughs) anyway let's dive in yes join us in this riveting episode i mean the story is crazy it really I is. I'm very interested in it. And it's a state we haven't talked about yet. North Finally. Carolina. North Carolina. Put your hands <laughs> up. Take your shirt off. Spin it around your head. No? No Nelly yes, fans? Yes. Oh, that's an old one. Sometimes they just pop in. <laughs> I love it. Okay, anyway. So, the Lawson family murders. Should we do a little background story? Mm-hmm. So set the scene, December 25th, 1929. We're going back almost 100 years ago, people. Christmas, snow, well, I guess no snow on the ground. I take that back. No, there was snow. North Carolina? Wasn't there? I don't know. Is there Maybe. snow in North Carolina? I don't know. I feel like I read you know something about I'm him just walking re- through the snow. Oh, I'm- yeah. You know what, I'm just I'm gonna read my notes maybe instead of just trying to do a Golden Girls moment. There probably okay. isn't snow. I'm okay. looking it up. So the Lawson family murders took place in Germantown, North Carolina, on December 25th, 1929, in which sharecropper Charles David, aka Charlie Lawson, murdered his wife and six of his seven children. So the family history in 1911, Charles Lawson married Fanny Manring, with whom he had eight children. The third, William, was born in 1914, but he died of an illness in 1920. In 1918, Charlie followed his two younger brothers and moved his family to the Germantown area, where he worked as tenant tobacco farmer, saving enough money by 1927 to buy his own farm on Brook Cove Road. Um, Before the murders, he took his family and their seven children into town to buy new clothes and to have a family portrait taken. Which, this is like nuts because back yeah. then that's expensive. That's like an extravagant mm-hmm. thing. And they didn't have money. They were like a poor family. So exactly. So doing that was 
pretty unheard of at the time. Um, and I have some notes on that of why he did that as kind of like an alibi. Oh, interesting. Oh. Um, yes. He also told the kids there would be no Christmas presents because he had a big surprise for them. Dun, dun, dun. so creepy. Very ominous. <sighs> so on the afternoon of December 25th, he first shot his daughters Carrie and Maybell as they were setting out to their uncle and aunt's house he waited for them by the tobacco barn until they were in range and then shot them with a 12-gauge shotgun he ensured they were dead by bludgeoning them and then placed their bodies in the tobacco barn he returned to the house he shot Fanny who was on the porch and then as the gun was fired, Marie, who was inside, and it was the eldest daughter, screamed. And then while the two small boys, James and Raymond, attempted to find a hiding place, Lawson then shot Marie and then found and killed the two boys. It is thought he bludgeoned the baby, Mary Lou, to death. And then he went into the woods and several hours later shot himself. The gunshot signaling Lawson's own suicide was heard by the many people who already had learned of the murders on the property and gathered there. It was supposed that he had been pacing around the tree prior to taking his life. The only survivor mm -hmm. is his eldest son, 19-year-old Arthur, whom he had sent on an errand just before committing the crime. The bodies of the family members were found with their arms crossed and rocks under their head. So bizarre. So bizarre. So it's like he set them out as if he was burying them above ground. I don't get the rocks as pillows thing. There's yeah. also a rumor that he put rocks over their eyes, but oh, I didn't hear. No one know all these details got lost because yeah. it was so long ago. But um, that's like a sign of respect. Like you're murdering. Usually, people who murder someone they love, they like yeah. position their bodies in a respectful way or something. Which is creepy, but like, oh, it's a so thing. All of it's super creepy. Yes. Yeah. So um, you were talking about the photo. Going have you seen the photo? No. Oh, is it super creepy? Everyone looks so unhappy. Well, it makes They're sense. All so I mean, and I know it wasn't a thing to smile in photos yeah. back then, but they all look like weirded out, probably because their father was acting manic and crazy. Yeah, and so there are my dogs barking. Uh, about the photo, though. So you pointed out that. What is that? That's new. What was that? <gasps> Sorry, guys. So we record on Zoom because obviously Kaisa and I do not live in the same place. And there's a new feature. I just did a thumbs up on my screen and like a thought bubble came up with a thumbs up. What? Does it do it for me? Are you gonna no. edit that out? Probably, but what? Maybe. Yeah, that's okay. Crazy. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So you were saying about the photo, how it was so unheard of at the time because it was so expensive, and the family was considered working class because of their rural standing. Mm. However, um, because Lawson had purchased his farm two years previously. Um, and together with the fact that an associated press wire went out on the day after the murders char that characterized him as a well-to-do farmer, it would make the pre-Christmas <clears throat> shopping spree that they went on and the photo appear reasonable. Oh. So that was could have been used as like uh -huh. 
a way of making it seem like this was a freak accident or something rather than planned. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. I have the names and ages of all the kids. Yeah. I don't know if we want to list that, but yeah, go for it. Um, they had eight children. First of all, aren't they only in their like 20s or something? I think the oldest was 19. I mean, the parents, they were, yeah, they were like, no, they were young. So this is crazy. Um, they have, uh, they had one child named William who died of pneumonia. Um, and then they had Marie, who was 17, Arthur, who was 16, Carrie, who was 12, Maybell, who was seven. James, who was four, and Raymond, who was two, and then Mary Lou, who was four months old. Eva's born too. A lot of children. <laughs> it's a lot of kids, and also yeah. so sad. The babies, like it's sad. All of it's sad, but to kill a four-month-old? Are you kidding? Like, well, and to ugh. apparently have bludgeoned it, hurt to death. Yeah, to bludgeon a baby, like oh that's absolutely insane. And another speculation that came out of it as to why these deaths occurred is that apparently Charles Lawson had impregnated his eldest daughter, Marie, and it wasn't until the book White Christmas, Bloody Christmas was published in 1990 that the claim surfaced. So Mm -hmm. that was, I can't do math. Um, Wait, I have a calculator. I'm going to do math quick. That was 1990 minus 1921. 61 years later. And the only line of proof was that um, her friend, she had a sleepover with her friend and Mm -hmm. her friend said that she told her that. And there's um, speculation that she told her family members about the pregnancy and that's why he killed them all because the secret came out. But no one knows for sure. Yeah, her relative, Stella Lawson, who had been interviewed for the book, said that she'd overheard Fanny's sister-in-law and aunts, including Stella's mother, Jetty, discussing how Fanny had confided in them that she had been concerned about the incestuous relationship. And Mm -hmm. then Jetty died in early 1928, meaning Fanny had been suspicious of the incest at least that long before the murders. And then Ella May, who had been a close friend, like you said, discussed that a few weeks before Christmas 1929. Um, and so m- enough people were talking about it, whether it was in the family or close enough to the family, mm-hmm. that it could have been true. Yeah, it seems like the most likely situation. Yeah. And it would explain like, their looks in that photo you've got to look at that photo it's crazy maybe um, we should post it too i'm sure it's, yeah i'm sure it's for use on what yeah Congress. It, is. it is um and it's on the cover of the book too um or one of the documentaries i don't yeah. remember but they all look so disturbed and unhappy like if they all found out their dad was impregnating their sister, yeah, sister. or whatever yeah Ugh. and then the um, third and then the third oh, thing is that um uh Charles Lawson sustained a head injury and some family and friends theorized that it altered his mental state and was related to the massacre mm-hmm. but 
an autopsy and analysis of his brain at John Hopkins Hospital found that there were no abnormalities. Right. And usually there are yeah. signs of that. They can find that. Um, it sounded like that injury was pretty serious. He mm-hmm. struck himself in the forehead with an axe, which is horrifying. Himself? Yeah. He like what? swung an axe into his face. Yeah. What possessed him to do that though? I don't know. It was an accident. It must have like I could like see it bouncing off, off something. something. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Sorry, it's December. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> We're offending people. Um, I feel I have some random weird facts. I love but... random weird facts. Oh, we should talk about um when he was found. Mm-hmm. The dad when the dad was found. Um, yeah, like you said, he had been pacing for hours. There were like footprints worn into the grass, and which I thought was snow. I don't know where I came up with that, but it does snow there. <laughs> so I'm not lying. Do we um, know anyone from North Carolina? Oh, Kaylee's from North Carolina. We can ask her. If oh, yeah. There. Let's ask her. All right. I think if they're in the mountains. All right. Um, anyway, he had been pacing and it was just worn out dirt in the ground, showing that he had just been walking around a tree for hours. Um, he also had two notes on his body that were half written. And the first one said, troubles can cause. And the second one said, no one to blame but... <laughs> So he wasn't okay. mentally well, obviously. I mean, um, <laughs> cl- clearly he just killed ev- almost everyone in his family, including himself. Oh, there was another note, wasn't there? I think there were, I think he left one in the house. Yeah. Let me find my note. Uh... Yeah, it says on oh on his grave it was like from his notes. It said not now, but in the coming years it will be in a better land. We'll read the meaning of our tears and then sometime we'll understand. I don't think we still understand that. No. We don't. No. <laughs> we do not, sir. Sorry, sir. Mm-mm. Yikes. I have some post murder facts the brother yes Charlie's brother marion i'll use my accent for that one marion marion lawson opened the home as a tourist attraction and there was a cake that marie had baked on christmas day that was displayed on the tour and visitors who would go to the house began to pick at the raisins on the cake to take as souvenirs also, who puts raisins on cake? Back in the 20s, it was a thing, I guess. Ew. I mean, granted, now we don't do that. Well, I mean, I think some people still do. Yuck. Not my deal. Not my thing. Not my jam. But anyway, that's disgusting. Yeah. It's at a crime scene. Yeah. Finally, they put glass over it and got like a, in a cake server. Um, the that is kind of an yeah. iconic thing from this. It's just like the cake was taken out of the oven or wherever they were cooking it and then uh, it was on the table untouched well because they were acting like it was image. yeah it was like they were going about their day as if it was a normal christmas day and then 
Mm-hmm. No Ugh. one was suspecting that they were about to get, you know, shot upside the head. Yeah. All that. Yeah. And then the Lawsons were all laid to rest in a private family graveyard. The main tombstone features the symbol of the square and compass, suggesting that Charlie had been a Freemason. Mm. It's also pretty interesting. Um, one of our favorite things that we've talked about on a previous episode, um, this murder actually inspired a number of songs and other tributes. Mm-hmm. The murder ballad, The Murder of the Lawson Family, which was originally recorded by the Carolina Buddies from Columbia Records in 1930 and covered by the Stanley Brothers in March 1956, as well as the Netflix series 28 Days Haunted from 2022, shows the place where the victims were embalmed and describes what happened. There you go. Some things to watch and listen Interesting. to. Interesting. Interesting. Um, there was another theory, um, another theory, another theory that Charlie had a giant growth on his chest that was really painful. And they said it was like driving him insane. The amount that would of pain make he sense. was in. Yeah. And he might've just snapped because of that too. Mm. Um, I've been watching a lot of Chicago <laughs> med. I know I've been mentioning that a lot recently because I've been binge watching it. I need to watch it. And there's people on that show who have those types of things and you can see it's them going like insane. You crazy. Yeah. 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 I can imagine. Um, another, the, his other brother, random fact, died. The one that found him, um, Arthur, he found the family actually. Um, he died in a freak truck accident at age 31. And he had kids and he was married. What is going on with these people? Isn't that weird? It's weird. And he might have known some things and never talked about it. So So do we think it's actually a freak accident? A ghost. The ghost of Charlie. (laughs) Or do we think it's the sun? Do we think the sun knew something? And I don't know. I think we need to watch the documentary. Did you watch any of the documentaries or anything on it? I did not. I think I did a long, long time ago. I don't remember any of it, but um, I did not. I stopped at the reading portion because it was just kind of like, whoa. Did we talk about this? The sun? Oh. The sun was named Arthur. So was that the one that died in the accident? Yes. It was his son who died in the accident, not his brother. Oh. So his son may have known some things and then now there we go there we God. go yes that now that makes more that makes way more sense. sense sorry i got i'm so bad with names um but the whole thing with the son they think that he spared him because he was like his favorite child that makes sense and he sent him into town to get bullets before he murdered everyone did you know that he like i, I knew he sent him to go get an, to go on an errand but i didn't know for what yeah shotgun shells um interesting and so he was in town buying shotgun shells and the news about the mass murders got into town before he even returned and so he was hearing like something terrible happened while he was going to buy more bullets yeah well he wanted to go rabbit hunting so it was for that Hmm. supposedly um yeah interesting I don't know how I feel about that. 
I know. But they think a lot of people think he did that on purpose. So he would be gone. Oh, totally. Um the site of the farm is known to have lots of ghost sightings. Um I'd say the circular path around the tree was made in the snow. So it was snowy there. It was snowing. (laughs) Our North Carolina native is not responding either, but we figured it out. Figured There's it snow out. there. We didn't need you, Kaylee. She listened, <laughs> so she'll hear oh. it now. Ooh, this is interesting. And uh, wow. Okay, this note also proves it. But there's a legend where their grave sites are that when it snows, the snow falls everywhere but Charles's grave. Really? Mm-hmm. I love that kind of stuff. I do too. It's interesting. Like, and what does that mean? I don't know. He's still hot from hell. Well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's still, he made such a mark. Yeah. On the land. Interesting. So that was a crazy story. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh. I think we need to watch that documentary now. Hopefully it's still on Netflix. <laughs> Should we talk about Salt Lake City? Oh, where to even start? I don't know. These women, or should we say it like Danielle Staub, these women. <laughs> I don't even know. They're nuts. These women. Oh, man. Yeah. There's so much. I don't even know. Like, oh. Whitney. I. I felt okay. so bad. I know. Should we do like. Should we start with Monica. We always start with Monica. Yeah, let's start with love Monica. Her. Love Monica. I love her with this craziness about her suing. Yes. Yeah, so I actually have details on the lawsuit. Oh, tell me about it. I have copious notes on Housewives. So I actually took notes on, I did like some episode recaps. I have some notes on the reunion that I found online. And I have some notes on this um lawsuit so the lawsuit was filed in august of this year 20 the year in britney spears 2023 sorry i always say that but it just is i love it um so it was filed by beauty lab and laser llc which is obviously we know owned by heather gay and co-owned by that other woman Mm -hmm. by um monica fowler which is monica our Monica Garcia. I think that's her. Um, I think maybe her married name is Monica Fowler. Um, she's accused of refusing to pay for a series of cosmetic injections. She contracted for four on December 10th, 2019, almost a year before um, Salt Lake City even premiered in more than four years before she joined the cast. Hmm. Uh, Garcia agreed to pay $2,449 for the treatments and has to date paid only $449. Beauty Lab and Laser sued for the balance on August 14th. And a countersuit followed, uh, filed on September 13th. Garcia claims she owes nothing because she reached an oral accord to go to a competent party 
to fix the damage on Monica's nose and lips caused by the incompetent, negligent actions of Beauty Lab staff. And that she owes nothing more. She's also seeking damages of less than $50,000. To which then Heather took to social media to bash Monica. So we all know from watching the show, the two of them were very friendly. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's speculated that this is what the big phone call is about. That Heather gets while in Bermuda that there's a lawsuit that comes out or a countersuit and it's Monica. That makes sense. Yeah. So Heather came out on social media and said, our injectors are nationally ranked and leaders within the industry and our legion of loyalty customers speaks for itself. This lawsuit in the press has no merit and is unfortunately a pattern of behavior from a desperate woman who, when unable to pay her bills, lashes out to avoid accountability. So don't think they're friends right now. Mm-mm. Well, did you see those social media posts from that year that a bunch of people shared of Monica sending her friends photos of her face and saying mm-hmm. how much she loved it? Yeah. That's controversial. Yes. And then after all this happened, you'd see like Meredith and her son Brooks being like we love beauty lab we always go there whitney was posting it and then the reunion happened and apparently everyone unfollowed monica oh then the reunion happened now if you go on instagram go to monica's profile go to who's following her meredith follows her again whitney follows her again the detective well, okay. someone that's, someone posted that's it on TikTok or Instagram or something, and I saw it. That's super interesting. Yeah. So something, apparently, at the reunion, this only plays a very small part. Okay. Which now comes to some digging I did on the reunion. Oh, I can't wait for the reunion. Me too, which is why I was like, yes, yeah, so much is happening on the episodes, but they already filmed the reunion. They filmed it mm-hmm. like, what, two weeks ago or something? I remember Andy posting about how exhausting it was. <laughs> yes. So, so I have some quotes from Andy <laughs> saying a couple things. So he posted on TikTok, like you said, and he said, we just wrapped and he goes, daddy needs a drink, two drinks. <laughs> That was a lot. That was fucking dark and stormies from Bermuda. And then he checked his watch and he said, that's not the right page. Oh, I feel like my mother at my sister's wedding. Um, I am very late to my dinner reservation with my parents, but that's what happened at your sister's wedding. Sorry. Oh, she was, (laughs) my mom was giving her toe. So, Okay. My mom always writes, um, "Twas the night before Christmas every year," but she changes the words to I like what that. happened during the year. And at my sister's wedding, she wrote one, "Twas the night before the wedding." But my mom got on stage and had all her papers, and she like was tossing them, <laughs> and um, she would she got on there and she like read one and she like thought she was going to the next one and she read it again and she was like, "Oh, I already read this one." And she like tossed what? it. I'm obsessed so yes amazing um yeah so andy said it's a killer reunion um and mary also talked to a reporter 
and said that it's going to be really good. I mean, Andy screamed the entire time and she wants to come back for season five to defend Monica. I kind of love their friendship, even though Mary's awful. Me too. I love their friendship. It's um, cute. And she and Monica yeah. like softens Mary a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, Andy also came out and talked about the seating chart for the reunion because there was so much buzz about Monica getting first chair. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, there's been a lot of buzz online wondering because Bravo put out the seating chart for the reunion and Monica was sitting next to me. And there was a lot of conversation about, has there ever been a first season housewife sitting next to me at a reunion? There have been quite a few. In 2014, this is the one I always remember, Kristen Tegman sat next to me on her first season of Roni. Andy named multiple housewives who've been given the first chair at this their first reunions, including Marlo Hampton, Shannon Bedore, and Kenya Moore, among others. So this isn't mm. like the first time this has happened. I think it's because Monica has just made such a controversial splash. Totally. Yeah. That it's happening. I think people are so used to it being like Heather and Whitney or like Heather and Jen. Like it's always been like people they're used to on yeah, this. people either hate or love monica with a passion and it's yeah. being talked about everywhere so of course like she's the star I, honestly she's the star of the season yeah it, it's true like it really is yeah i if she wasn't on there i would be very it confused. would be so boring yeah exactly <laughs> i mean and so much is happening around her too like all of this stuff between her and lisa and them continuing to just like put this like really non-sticky metaphorical band-aid on their friendship i'm so obsessed with monica's impersonations of lisa oh my god so good oh mary how many carrots is that i love that i love it i love it i I don't actually think that's a real butt (laughs) yeah um on a scale of one to two how surprised were you that Whitney and Lisa finally got into a fight? Uh, yeah, that situation, it was just like made perfectly for Lisa. To I've been, out. I've been, it's inevitable that they were finally going to get into a fight. Like, I think it was a perfect storm. I think ever since they became friends, I was like, this is not going to end well. Mm-mm. And Lisa cannot handle anyone else having attention. Mm-hmm. And because her friend died, she was getting some attention from people and she can't handle that. Yeah. And I think you it. see such a difference in just who people are in that such a short span of that episode. Yeah. And like the, what's the word I'm looking for? like the genuine behavior you're seeing out of people too, like the difference between how Meredith treated Whitney versus how Lisa treated Whitney. Mm -hmm. Like it was Meredith's event Mm -hmm. and Whitney comes in. She notices that Whitney is not acting like herself and she actually takes the time to console her. Yeah. And to like take care of her and be like, I'm so sorry. Like this is your best friend that you just lost her. Like, let me take care of you in this moment. Mm-hmm. whereas Lisa doesn't even like acknowledge her friend when she walks in she like walks right past her because yeah, it's easier to do that for her which some people don't know how to deal with that yeah. but I get that but at the same time like if this is supposedly like one of your best friends like you still acknowledge their presence like you right. still have to say hi to them you just walk right past them and like go talk to like 
Heather, who you are never friends with ever. Right. Right. And all of a sudden you're going to act like you guys are super chummy and everything's great. And then when you finally do talk to Whitney, of course, she's going to go blow up at you. And you think the right response is, oh, flowers are on the way to your house. That was so dark. That was so dark. She's like, I don't want flowers. I want you. It's yeah, so that made me, sad. That made my heart break. Me too. I was like, I was like oh, clearly like, she's telling you what she needs from you. She's so like, surface level kind of narcissistic where she's just like a gift. Not, go away. I don't want to deal with your emotions. Yeah. Like, it's like, mate, it just really showed you the difference in what they need out of friendships mm-hmm. and why yep. their dynamic is not working. Yeah. And everything Whitney did should be forgiven because you mm-hmm. don't know your headspace is so fucked when you lose someone close to you like that like honestly I don't think so she should have gone to the party but yeah I agree but, but it happened so works. fast for her and what uh-huh. she needed was clearly just her friends to just like have her back yeah and it really showed you like Meredith showed her like listen whatever has happened between us like that's in the past I am here for you. And I mean, they were literally just going at it. Like a few weeks ago, they were, they've been trying to mend their friendship. Meredith had her on the podcast. They're still trying to figure it out. And to be able to just be like, let's put things aside. I'm here for you, whatever you need. Mm -hmm. To then seeing this person who's supposed to be in your corner all the time. To be like, I can't handle your emotions. Like, here's some flowers. Goodbye. Like, I'm sad. It's devastating. Sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you let out an audible gasp when you saw Whitney and her husband in the car wearing matching Gucci shirts yeah. and sunglasses? <laughs> because I gasped. <laughs> yeah. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me. Uh, I feel like there's always that one couple on each franchise that does it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like Karen and Ray just did it on the pickleball episode of Potomac. Um, I feel like Doreen. That episode PK, was wild. By the I way. loved that episode. We have to. Talk yeah. About it. Yeah. Um, uh, PK and Doreen always seem to dress very similarly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's always like that one couple. It was just funny. Yeah. And like, he's way too. I don't like him. I don't want to say old to be doing that, but like, come on, bro. He's too pink and shiny to be (laughs) doing that. (laughs) Sorry. Petty moment of the episode. I just bring the immature, like shallow comments. No. So I got, I got my friend's mom listening to us because she loves what we talk about and she was trying to figure out like how does she listen Uh and I told her I'm like by the way every episode we have a moment where like we say one thing really petty and she's like oh my god I love that so I feel like we need to start doing like a thing that's like petty moment of the day (laughs) oh my god I love it yeah and we acknowledge it so it makes it less it makes us better terrible yeah better we're (laughs) self-aware it's fine I know it's not know okay it. to say, but <laughs> but honestly, it kind of is. He is, pain- you know yeah. what? He kind of reminds me of. You watched um, you watched Kim Possible, right? Yes, we yes. talked about that. You remember um, the naked mole rat? <laughs> yeah. 
What is that? That, is him. that creepy thing. Oh, that that's him. the naked ball friend. That's him. He just needs bigger buck teeth. Yes. And then and then it's him. Yeah. I do feel bad for Whitney because she's like I feel bad, but also like good for her at the same time because she's really trying to be open with like her friends and him and everything about all of her needs. Yeah. And she's being very vulnerable and I'm giving her that. Um Do you think I, their marriage will last? I hope so for their sake. For just how they got into it. I feel like Whitney could be really good. On her own. But I don't know. Yeah. I can't picture her single. She seems very codependent. Yeah. I don't know. I I hope for their sake. That it works out. Because oh. of just how they ended up in the situation. Yeah. But. I agree. <laughs> the phrase. You lose them how you got them. Is definitely a phrase for Coming a reason. In. And I him like, not wearing a wedding ring and stuff. That's yeah, that made me really flag. nervous. Yeah. Um, I think I know we talked about Mary and Monica's relationship. I think Mary giving Monica some advice was really nice about being like, you know, um, don't lose your mind with anyone. I think Mary may <laughs> need to take her own advice. Which Monica said. Yeah. She was like, she gives good advice, but she doesn't follow her own advice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, then I also appreciate, and this is why I know another one of the reasons why I love Monica. Um, I always appreciate how vulnerable she is and like how open she is with herself on the show as well as with her family, like making that photo album for her daughter about her biological father. Yeah, that was sweet. And being like, I don't want to keep this from my daughter. My therapist told me to always be honest with my kids because they'll end up figuring it out anyway. So mm -hmm. let me be honest about this. So I thought it was really like, thought it was brave of her to be able to talk about that because like, that doesn't seem like a very easy conversation to be having one with your own kid and two on national television. Yeah. And to also be like, yeah, I got pregnant really young I married her dad and then at a really young age I decided to leave him because I found my daughter playing with a bag of oxycotton yeah and I knew it wasn't safe and yeah I was young but I needed to do this yeah I like that she's totally honest and she's not covering it up like some people yeah trying to make it look shiny and perfect exactly because it's not always like that yeah. but I do love like her mom and her definitely know when they're going to be on camera and they definitely like make sure they're ready to like rumble like her mom totally knew she was going to be on camera in that full Burberry that was that had to be planned oh Some people was... are saying it was like they they planned that 100 out. there was no way she didn't know and showed up in the Burberry pants and the Burberry scarf <laughs> come on I think that has happened in the past, but they were just like replaying. They were reacting it. I guess. Oh, reacting okay. agreed. It. Her pigtails. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. please. <laughs> Sorry. That's another petty comment. She's too old for pigtails. Gotta say. She's a nut though. So pigtails kind of fit. <laughs> it does fit her personality. Oh, um, I don't know. Mary. I kind of love how I, 
one of my favorite podcasts they talked about mary and they described her like a man with dementia who <laughs> like when she leaves her house she's very confused <laughs> and rattled but when she's in her home she's very calm and put together oh and yeah clear, clear. like <laughs> it's very fitting well i mean even her personal life is like so crazy yeah like, with her son and everything like nuts so her nuts. son posting stuff on did i send you that oh my yeah. gosh yikes yep posting guns and drugs and stuff yikes 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 i hope yikes. that's figured out mm-hmm. yeah me too oh mary and jen shaw's trying to become quote-unquote jen fonda in prison and is <laughs> training know. and is training elizabeth holmes that is wild i really want some kind of reality show filmed in prison please. i do too Oh mm. man, just it never ends. These never ladies ends. are the these ladies are the gift that keeps on giving. Merida, I am obsessed with. Same. Um, she <laughs> the lines she's giving this season are she's like, impeccable. She just wants to be the villain, and I love it. She's like, I'm not worried about it. Karma comes back. <laughs> but she's the also way like, she's saying them it's so great but she's also not the villain like that's she's the coming thing off as like a mobster though yeah <laughs> the thing is is like there really isn't a villain of this season no monica's being made into a villain but... yeah but there really isn't a villain it's just like catty women i just love her drama i guess yeah <laughs> and i think lisa was blowing the whole angie k thing out of proportion to be honest Mm -hmm. because like women always hear rumors and stuff and like yeah there is no actual evidence that meredith was the one starting the whole rumor about angie k's husband no it's like a known rumor in salt lake city everyone has talked about it apparently so how are you feeling about angie these days because i feel like my perspective has changed yeah i actually like her uh, yeah i was gonna say i actually like her yeah this last episode i was like oh i like you you're funny yeah i find her funny she's embracing her weird yeah she's embracing her her. kooky side yeah yeah and i'm enjoying that (laughs) me too i find her funny and like i love it her house en- scares yeah. me it's a little too sterile but yeah yeah um I enjoy the fact that she really embraces her culture yeah yeah um it's really cool to see yeah and you know what I think she really she knows I just saw an Instagram post of her and Heather they get an airport and Heather was like Angie made me get these sunglasses and they're like the stupid huge ones Angie wears and it's like she's poking fun of herself and I'm like you uh-huh. know what if she can do that then I'm on board yeah so me too yeah, but, I'm into it she's definitely embracing the things that I was judging her for originally yeah and I love that yeah you can tell she's comfortable with herself mm-hmm. and can make fun- if she can make fun of herself for it then I'm yeah cool with it. yeah and she's very forgiving of people which I like. yeah I, I appreciated her and Monica getting together and mm-hmm. like 
her listening to her and letting her explain herself and uh, like being that forgiving very quickly unlike heather who has yeah. been very judgy of monica's history yeah she's like, really judgy the comments she's making it's like geez yeah i'm finding it really weird how easily heather is forgiving lisa and how quickly she's forgetting how Lisa has treated her when it comes to how Lisa is treating Monica. Mm -hmm. Like at the pioneer lunch, like clearly, yeah. Like clearly what Lisa is like the who's on your wagon game, which they knew was going to start some kind of bullshit. Yeah. That was like, that was obvious. Um, I think, what Lisa said, her quote, I pulled up the quote because I was like, this is terrible. She said, well, I'm a big supporter of women. I would keep <laughs> everyone, but the one that's the nastiest to women. So Monica, you would have to go just because you're oh, yeah. healthy and I'm and mean to women. So like, obviously. <laughs> so stupid. Obviously, like that's hurtful. The way she yeah. said it is absolutely hurtful. And the way that Heather is then like, it's just a game. Like, I'm sorry. If he- Lisa said that to Heather you. knew that would start. Yeah. yeah. But like, if Lisa said that to her, she would 100% have a fit. Mm-hmm. And like, that's happened before. Yep. Yes. So- uh, you could see Heather getting like excited that there was a fight starting too. And that was like cringy, you know? Yeah. I feel like I'm starting to see the cracks in Heather that they were pointing out at the last Up reunion. someone's butt every yeah. season and now mm-hmm. it's lisa now it's lisa yeah mm-hmm. unfortunate i lo- i wanted to love heather but um, i used to really love her but I, now i'm starting like you were saying like there's some people your feelings are changing on yeah i'm starting to like like angie and i'm starting to not like heather as much as i used mm-hmm. to same that always happens in every franchise though yeah it evolves so much so much (sighs) it's crazy how it happens yeah and i mean i don't know how many episodes we have left to you i'm guessing like two only two should i google it aren't we on episode like 11 right now what are we on there's 16 all together oh okay there's four left Okay, perf. Yay. Four more episodes. And then uh, the reunion's going to be good. And Andy said he wouldn't be surprised if it's a three-part reunion. You know, I mean, that's great. You know it's a good reunion if it's a three-parter. You know it's been a bad season if it's a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have there been one part? Back in the day. Okay back in the day yeah i remember when jersey was a two or when it was like the first time they did a two-parter it was crazy it was, Jer- it was new jersey season one <laughs> i was like whoa oh my god jersey emmy has oh, been so good yes i don't know why i thought that was jersey think, for a sec <laughs> i think we need to do one maybe next episode we just do a whole like mega episode on miami because we have like crime stuff on miami and actual like Yes. Miami stuff. Let's do it. 
What do you guys think? Maybe we'll do a little poll action. It has been so good. It's been so good. And obviously there's just been so much drama with, and the cops are involved and the The giant fight over parts. Yes. (laughs) I think maybe that's, that's where we go next week's episode. What do you guys think? We'll put a poll up on the Instagram. We'll check it out. See what you guys think. Any Mm -hmm. wrecks? How we always end our episodes. Any ideas? Wrecks. Hmm. Watch everything oh. we're talking about, guys. Love has won. <gasps> yes. Is wild. Alex recommended it to me and I watched we binged it the whole like in one guys. Night. Craziest docu-series I've watched in the longest time. We're gonna talk about it on an episode. We have to. Yeah. Before the end of the year, we're gonna talk about it on an episode. It is not so but yes 10 out of 10 recommend it's on the hbo slash max platform wild wild it's only three parts they're like 50 minutes each check it out robin williams is telling you to watch it yes robin williams um prince uh (laughs) trump (laughs) trump yeah so maybe don't maybe you won't want to if he's telling you but Mm -hmm. yeah definitely check it out it is crazy but yes we'll put a bunch of stuff on our instagram we'll put a poll up about the miami episode um also we're gonna be putting some stuff up there about asking you guys what you want to see in season two because season two is going to be starting in january yes and we have some exciting new things coming yes a lot of new surprises coming your way um we're really pumped about it kaisa and i are gonna be pumping out some new things during over the holiday break because we're going to take like we're going to take maybe one week off of posting you know so we have a downtime Mm -hmm. but we love it too much and just thank you guys (laughs) for listening we'll be around we'll be around let's face it we can't (laughs) we can't stop we love it too much but yeah thanks again you guys another fun episode don't forget like subscribe follow do all the good things get on instagram yes leave us a review we will read it don't forget just like that one that said you don't read the news anymore you just listen to us (laughs) we're just gonna keep bringing we're gonna keep bringing that up Um, yes too funny and don't forget to follow us on instagram at crime cocktails and bs because we post some good shit over there we have a good time And we celebrate every time we hit a new 100 followers. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're going to do a giveaway at 500. Mm, so Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Because we appreciate the people. We love you. We love you guys. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.